Hey guys, it's Bette Harper. Uh, so we had some technical difficulties during the book club. Um, fortunately, the sound didn't work during the entire time we were live. Um, my friend Elisa tried to say there was a problem and I uh, thought I fixed it and apparently I didn't. So if you watch that video, unless you're a really good lip reader, you're not gonna have any idea what we're talking about. So I don't have a lot of time, but I'm gonna do a quick recap. Um, fortunately, my friend Razy isn't here to go along with it, but the book was Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz of Profit First fame. You know I'm a big fan of Profit First. Um, it's done amazing things to my business, and I think Clockwork is going to be doing that too. I don't want to spend the whole half hour that we talked before, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through what I thought were the the important parts. Hey Alex, hi Stephanie, thanks for joining. Please tell me if you do not hear anything that I'm saying since we already had that problem once today. I like to have new problems, not repeat the same problems. Um, so the whole point of clockwork is that you're supposed to systematize your business. And for me, it's really important because I'm at a point where um, I've, I've outgrown the uh, ability for me to do it all myself. I haven't been at that point for quite a while, but it's, it's really getting to be unmanageable. Last year, I thought by the end of tax season, I thought I was gonna have a nervous breakdown. I was so burnt out. So I, I need to make some changes. Um, so number one with clockwork is that Mike tells you that you should analyze your time's company. I'm sorry, your company's time. And really it's your time. It's what do you spend your time on? Um, I know I spent a ton of time on email. Um, that was why my biggest takeaway from for our work week last month was batching email and oh my God, it made such a difference. I spent a fraction of the time I used to spend on email. Not that it's zero, we're not there, but it's definitely less than it used to be. So once you can figure out how much time you spend on different tasks, you're gonna figure out what your queen bee role is. And this was really enlightening for me, let me tell you, because you know, there's that joke when you have your own business, you're the CEO, the chief everything officer. Um, and really, you can't run a business like that, not for a long time. You can kind of be like a freelancer and do that, handle everything, but it can't be everything that you do. So we went through earlier, I had Razy do it because she hadn't read the book and she didn't know what I was talking about. So we did it live on air, not that anyone heard any of it, but I actually, I did this before. I did my queen bee exercise. So what you're supposed to do is you take some, take some post-it notes, take six of them actually, and write out what your six like main tasks that you perform are, right? So these were mine, right? I got six of them here, eh, dropping them. You're not even gonna be able to read them. It doesn't really matter. So you've got your six, and then what you do is you take these and you get rid of two of them, and they're like gone for good. Not just, oh, I'll have someone else do it, it's gone. You're not doing it anymore, right? And it, it's hard, it's hard to say, oh, I'm never gonna do marketing, I'm never going to do my invoicing, I'm never going to check email, all these things. So you take away two, then you're left with four. Now, you're supposed to discuss why. Why did you take away those things? And this is a little goofy um, when you work mostly by yourself, but I 
did what Mike suggested and I just talked to myself. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, and then after you pull out those two, you're left with four, you pull out another one, right? Same process. And this is, you know, it's, it's gone from your business altogether. Um, you can't transfer them or delegate them. Uh, once that you remove them, they're gone forever. It's not part of your uh, business life anymore. Then, uh, then you're going to take away one more and you're going to do this until you have two left. And when you get to that point, you pick the one thing that is so important that you can't go without it. And what I came down to is that really my main thing, my two that were left were my kind of sales calls and um, um, answering client questions, which usually is done through email, but sometimes it's also just phone calls. So it was really the handholding of clients. It's the bringing them on and it was the, you know, releasing the information back to them. Uh, and I realized that that was the most important thing that I have been doing is the client handholding, the letting the clients know that they can reach me, even if they can't reach me all the time and do try to put up some, a little bit of barriers. So I'm not working 24 seven, but that they know that they're going to work with me. And once you've got that queen bee role, uh, and the way we came up with that, we, I'm taking credit for your book, Mike. Um, the way we, we, I said it again, the way Mike came up with that is that if you look at a beehive, legit, the queen bee has one job and is to make more little baby bees. So that's why it's the queen bee role. Cause if she stopped and there'd be no more bees and that would be a problem. So after you figure out what that role is, you take all those other tasks and you make this like kind of funky graph with it. And, um, then those are tasks that support your queen bee role. And then you can start to see, you know, maybe I could get rid of my proposal engagement letter writing, that kind of stuff. Um, so it was really interesting to figure that part out. Um, and then getting a little bit further through the book, the next thing and it's a huge thing that I'm working on right now is capturing systems. So what does that mean? It means that it's not all up here, everything, how you run your business, it's documented somewhere and not like a boring thing that you're just gonna, you know, a manual that no one's ever gonna look at, that your staff never wants to read. The easiest thing to do is to take the processes you already have, because as long as you have a business, you already have processes and record them on video. So I've been doing this, I started doing it a couple years ago, here and there, um, I'm doing it, way more systematically now. And there's even uh, a way to, to split this up. It's the um, attract, convert, deliver, and collect uh, method. So uh, I basically, what I'm doing right now is a lot of deliver. It's a lot of operations. How do we get the product? In my case, the product is tax returns or financial statements, things like that. How do we get that over to the clients? And um, I'm making all these videos and I've flow charted my processes before. So it's not so hard for me to come up with those, but it's still a little bit of work and it's easy. And, uh, one of the things that Mike talks about is, you know, once I have a video and I say, here's staff person, take a look at this video. Here's how I do this particular task. If something changes, because things always change, especially if you're using, uh, SaaS tools, you know, software as a service, things that are online in the cloud, they don't stay stagnant for very long. They change 
maybe the layout changes, maybe the interface changes, you don't know how it works anymore. You have that staff person that interacts with that piece of software, um, make videos when things change so that there's always a documentation of how various parts of your business work. And the idea for me is that I can then take anyone and plop them into that role and say, okay, you know, you need to do a tax return. Well, watch this video and here are the steps and this is what you need to do. So uh, I'm finding that part really helpful. Um, you know, and then he talks about balancing your team and you, know, you have to get the right people doing the right jobs. We're going to talk about that a lot more on Good to Great in a few months. Uh, and then step six is know who you're serving because you do not serve everyone. Uh, I know personally in my business, I've made more of a focus to um, small law firms. Um, Racy, who had been on the previous video with me, you know, she tends to work with um, women who are a little older. She's got a massage, um, a light touch massage and energy working business. So like, she doesn't work with men. Um, so usually the, the younger women aren't really so much looking for what she's doing. Uh, she also works with people before they go into surgery. So she's a very specific um, clientele that she works with. And the more specific you are, the easier it is to say to someone, oh, you know, so what do you do? Well, I'm a CPA for, you know, small law firms, one, one to two partners who have a million dollars plus of revenue, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's very easy. It's then you're not sending me like a giant law firm that I can't handle. And you're not sending me somebody who's so small that they can't afford my services. So that's the, the reason you need to know who you're working with. It makes your business operate much better. So that's just another part of it. Um, and then step seven, keep an eye on your business. You want to keep an eye on your business. The best thing to do is profit first because that will show you every little uh, part of where your money is bleeding financially. You know, just because you come up with these systems and you put new people in place, uh, it, it doesn't mean everything is magically going to happen. It parts can, you know, fall apart if you're not paying attention. So, um, and then we, the, the next part was pushback and, um, you know, Raising and I actually had a great conversation, which none of you heard, uh, about how a lot of times pushback can be internal. You know, I, I find that especially doing that first exercise with the sticky notes and, and taking them away. One of the things I put down as a task is I do engagement letters, proposals that I send the clients. I'm like, oh, there's no way I could ever lose that. And to, to me, that's a pushback on myself internally. And I had to kind of stop and think, well, is that really true? Is there a way that maybe I could have a set price for a specific service and people so badly want to work with me that I don't need to send them a proposal. I don't need to write up a letter. I don't have to do any of that stuff. They, they just, you know, click a link and they're like, Oh yeah, by now we'll do it. And I can take that whole uh, thing and remove it. So you got to watch the pushback uh, with your staff. You got to watch uh, with your customers. You got to watch it with yourself. Also the self is probably the hardest one, but probably one of the most important, uh, you know, there's plenty of ways that we cut ourselves off from possibilities of how things could work differently um, because of pushback. And if you just kind of keep that in check, then it'll, yeah, who knows? It'll, it, you might discover things you never knew you would discover. Uh, so 
And then, okay, his goal is a four-week vacation. I almost kind of did it accidentally last year, but I did have to do some work. So I'm going to see maybe this year I can take a month off. That'd be great. I'm thinking it's maybe a 2020 kind of thing, not really 2019, but we'll see what happens. Um, and then, you know, our next book is, um, um, eh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'll tell you what it is. Our next book, I think it was Influence, but let me make sure. Um, doo, doo, doo. Don't mind me. Try to pull it up here. And I did actually pull out uh, a whole list for the whole year. Some really great stuff on there. Yes, March, Influence, Science and Practice by Robert Caldini. Robert Caldini was very involved in our last presidential election, so I think that will be an interesting read. Um, I know my husband will be very happy that I'm finally reading this book. He's been trying to get me to read it for a decade. Honey, it's finally happening. Um, and you always, you need this with everyone. Um, your kids, your spouse, your employees, your customers, your prospects, everybody, your, your hair lady, whoever it is, influence will apply to you. So hopefully next month we do not have a sound issue. Uh, come out to Cafe Collective in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, join us online, whatever works. Uh, and if anyone wants to be a co-host, let me know. Thanks, guys.